So my recommendation during this crazy season right now is don't try to start anything that doesn't fit into your current lifestyle. And don't start anything that you couldn't be consistent with in the long game. Six week challenges and eight week workout programs, they're great jump start, but make sure it's not something that after six weeks, you're like, shoot, I'm so glad that's over. I could never sustain that. I could never keep going with that. You need to let go of all those expectations, let go of those standards and give yourself some grace. Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Today, I'm talking with MK Stahl. She's a mom, entrepreneur of a gym franchise, and host of Beyond the Scale podcast, building businesses while raising kids. She loves to help others move outside their comfort zone, creating sustainable health for a happier you. If you're looking for a down-to-earth girl with real-life answers to eating better and taking your health back, this episode is for you. So tell me a little about yourself. Yeah, so I'm in Virginia at 25. My story kind of starts parenthood journey and business ownership journey. I kind of realized about a year and a half ago that this wasn't sustainable. I couldn't keep opening up businesses and adding to my family at the same time. So we sold two of our locations. And now what we do is we invest in other locations. I hear you. It is really hard to grow everything at once. It Usually, if you want to do something great, it has to be piece by piece and very yeah. intentional. It seems like the family is the first to go, you know, right. <laughs> all of a right. sudden, it just seems like everything hits the fan and you're just sitting in your car crying. <laughs> oh, totally. Had many of those days. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I know a lot of people that I've spoken to, look, it's the holidays are coming up. You know, the first moment you eat that handful of candy corn, it's just like everything goes to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, I know that I love having a goal or something that gets me ready for like a race or a 5K. Where do we start when we're just sort of starting again? Yeah. Oh, that's a, such a great question. To be honest, in this season of life where we are about to embark on the holidays and things are going to get crazy, for me, my recommendation for anyone would be let's not have a goal right now. Like, let's focus on maintenance. Let's focus on just taking care of yourself. If you want to take on something new, if say you want to try a new gym or you want to start focusing on your nutrition, whatever you do, make sure it's something that you can be consistent with. Right now is when we tend to see people try to take these extreme challenges. They make these extreme changes where they say like, okay, I want to look really good by the new year. Or maybe you're going on like a vacation during the holidays and like you want to really focus on wearing that bikini. What they do is they make themselves so that their life has to be so extreme that it doesn't allow any room for flexibility. And if you do fail, they develop that all or nothing mentality where if they do fail, I'm just going to completely throw in the towel. I'm not going to keep doing this. I'll just try again next year. I'll try again next month or I'll try again some other time down the road. So my recommendation during this crazy season right now is don't try to start anything that doesn't fit into your current lifestyle. And don't start anything that you couldn't be consistent with. 
with in the long game. Six-week challenges and eight-week workout programs, they're great jump start, but make sure it's not something that after six weeks, you're like, phew, I'm so glad that's over. I could never sustain that. I could never keep going with that. Oh, that's a great answer. I can typically go into that all or nothing. And especially when you're like, oh, I've got to get into that bathing suit. And then you realize you've run out of time. And then it just catapults into this guilt. Then that triggers like, okay, I need a comfort food. You know, I need all the mashed potatoes and gravy I need. (laughs) And then it just, it's like, it's a snowball effect of feeling like you're a failure. What are you feeling guilty about? So like we use the word moms, especially we use the word guilt a lot. Usually it's because we have set some sort of standard for ourselves or some sort of expectation that we have for our life and how we are supposed to live it. And it really isn't anyone else's expectation. Like there is no one that's standing behind you saying like, I can't believe you just ate that whole sleeve of Oreos. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's, it's you against you. If you are feeling guilty about something, or if you're feeling like, gosh, I'm a failure, there's no one judging you. You're the only one like you, you are your own judge. And so you need to let go of all those expectations, let go of those standards, those unreasonable standards that you have set for yourself and give yourself some grace. And just get back on the wagon and try again, because like, that's what it's all about. Oh, I love this, Mary. You know, you're sitting there talking about like judgment and we're the only ones doing it. And we're the only ones who show up and we care about ourselves more than anybody else. We're thinking the whole world is focused on us and they are not. They don't even care. They're trying to live their life, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And it's like so hard because... You, you want to look good. You want to feel good. You want to show up as your best best self. Like I get it. And I totally feel that, but you do have to sometimes put everyone else's opinions aside and just remember that like, this is your journey. Like it's no one else's. And like, if your life doesn't look like what you thought it was going to look like, or if something is not going your way, freaking course, correct. And just try another path. I know sometimes when I talk to moms, they're like, I just wanted to have a cheat day. And then that day or that, you know, turned into a cheat week and a cheat month. And then it was a holiday. And then January comes and you're like, oh, I got to start over again. You know, for my teens, they'll come home from college or high school and they'll cook a pizza and I'll smell it at two in the morning. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so easy to focus so much on, like you were saying, don't focus on the goal, but focus on that little thing. Cause I like to duct tape like three days worth of like good evening together. And then I think suddenly I should have lost all this weight and I should feel so much better. Yeah. So I very much used to live my life like that. So when I got into this industry, when you get into the fitness industry, I would say one thing that happens to a lot of fitness business owners is that you do end up living this life where you feel like there's no room for a cheat meal or no room for that glass of wine that you want to have. It's like you need to be all in with your fitness and nutrition 100% of the time. And I very much tried to live my life like that. And then once I started having kids, I realized, well, crap, I don't have time to work out today. Or I really want to enjoy pizza night with my family. And like, how can I still be fit and feel good, but also do those things? And so what I would do is on a Saturday, like I'd go out on a date night with my husband and we'd throw a few back and then we'd have pizza. And then the next day I'd wake up and I'd be tired and I'm like, oh, I don't feel like working out. I'll just start again on Monday. And so then it was like, I was in that all or nothing, that vicious cycle. It was like, okay, I already ruined my diet. I'm just going to eat whatever I want this weekend. And then I'll start back again on Monday. And It worked for a little while until it didn't, until baby number two came around. And I realized that 
this was just my life now. There was never going to be consistency until my kids were older. I wasn't, I'm not going to be able to work out every day. My nutrition is not going to be on point every day. And so what I started doing is I started really living according to the 80-20 rule. And the 80-20 rule is every day, every week, 80% of what I consume and what I do is good for me. And then 20% is the pumpkin spice latte, is the glass of wine, it's the pizza on Friday nights. 20% is something that I really enjoy, something that I love that might not necessarily be the best for me, but Mm -hmm. 80% of the time I'm showing up and making the best decisions. And if you kind of live your life according to that rule, you are going to feel like you have that flexibility and freedom to enjoy yourself, to enjoy that night out, to enjoy a a, a day off from working out. The 80-20 rule really applies to my fitness as well. Like one day a week, I allow myself to lay on the couch during the hour that I normally would be working out. And so I give myself that room. I give myself that space to just relax and just be still. And then I get back at it the next day. I love that, the 80-20 rule, because it is so easy to judge ourselves, perpetuate this. And I love how you said, let's just look at our lifestyle. The kids are wanting to eat chicken nuggets. You be flexible and this is your life. And sometimes we're going to be eating in the car. Yeah, I love how you mentioned that because I used to feel like that too. Like if it was a day, if if it was a day that I couldn't fit the workout in, or it was like, maybe I was really sore. So I decided to skip my workout that day. I would also have this mindset with my nutrition that because I didn't work out, I'm just going to eat the unhealthy food. I'm going to eat and do what I want. And really on those days where you're not working out, like, sure, eat the cookie, but also like still focus on your nutrition because that's how real nutritional habits are formed. And that's how real changes happen in your life that you can sustain. And those little tiny changes that you make over time, you're going to tell a huge difference. Fitness and health, it's a lifelong journey. But if you're someone that's listening to this and you want to lose, let's say 50 pounds, like, I'm sorry, but even if you lose it in six months, it's not going to stop there. You're always going to have to be working at it. And so on those days where you're taking a rest from working out, still focus on your nutrition. Don't just throw in the towel. I like what you said there because it's not just a goal. It's not like, oh, I get there. Like I just ran a 5K or a half marathon. We're done. Done, yeah. Never done. And I always tell moms, you know, life is not perfect. It's just maintenance, right? We're always Mm -hmm. washing dishes and cutting hair and mowing the lawn and taking all the kids to their activities. And it never ends. And they're like, oh, that sounds awful. But I think if you realize, look, it never ends. That's a good thing because, you know, like, how do we answer this for me? How do we fall in love with the process? How do we fall in love with the journey and, and be sustainable with it? Knowing that it's a lifetime journey and not just through next week or next month. Oh, that's such a great question. And I'm going to try my best to answer it. To fall in love with the journey, I think that you need to make sure that you're spending time, a little bit of your time every day and every week on things that you really do love. Because as you mentioned, like as a mom, it can feel a little bit like Groundhog's Day sometimes. And it can be the same thing over and over. And like there have been, and I'm sure you feel like this, like there have been so many days where I'm like, I don't want to wash another thing. I don't want to wash any more laundry. And then there are days where I'm like, you know what? The laundry doesn't bother me today. It's okay. We're going to do it. We're going to move on. And so for me, it's like, making sure that you're still finding time to do the things that you love 
and reward yourself for the progress and success that you've had so far on your way to that larger goal or to that place that you're trying to get pertaining to your health and fitness. Like it is a journey. And for someone who's listened to this, say that you want to lose 50 pounds. Well, after you lose that 20 pounds, don't just say like, okay, great. I've lost 20 pounds and I still have 30 more to go. Like freaking celebrate the fact that you lost 20 pounds and like be really proud of yourself. And you have to celebrate the little things along the way to keep going on the journey. Think sometimes, especially as a mom, like we're so task oriented, like we just want to check the box, move on to the next thing. And we're so focused on like the end goal. We're so focused on getting to this or when I have this, I'll be happy. And when this happens, like my life will be easier. And like, if we're always focused on that and we're not enjoying where we're at, then you'll never truly feel happiness because you're just waiting for the next thing. And so that for me is what has helped is just like making sure I'm sprinkling in some things that I really enjoy when I'm working towards a big goal. And then also celebrating the little small goals that you've already met along the way to make sure that you're showing yourself some appreciation of how far you've come. We'll have a weekly meeting, you know, on a Sunday night, kind of like what we did this week, what worked, what didn't. It's easy to blow past, like you were saying, it's like hustling. You know, we have all these entrepreneurial like companies and, you know, trying to sell this one and build this one up and keep connections. And I mean, it is just like all the plates are spinning. And there are days where I'm like, we are so task oriented that sometimes I'm like, look what we just did. This was amazing. Like, Some people would never do this in their lifetime. Let's like enjoy it. And instead of, you know, eating the whole pizza, (laughs) I'm like, you know, maybe I'll go get my nails done. Maybe that's a different way to celebrate instead of food. I find that when I am patting myself on the back for, you know, doing something great, a lot of time the failure is the one that creates the perseverance. You know, it's like that climbing up the hill. So I want to talk a little bit about when we first start out, you know, working out or making that change or doing something, walking towards greatness, that first moment is hard. Let's talk a little bit about like what that transition like at times. There's motivation and then there's momentum. And there's a difference between the two. Like anybody can be motivated. You can be motivated to work out. You can be motivated to eat healthy. You can be motivated to get up earlier in the morning. But building momentum is what's going to help you stay consistent with that goal and stay consistent towards that, you know, bigger thing that you're working towards. And so once you start, once you put that foot in front of the other and you step through the doors of the gym or you go down and get on that treadmill at 6 a.m. Once you start and you put in that first rep and then you put in that second rep, it's going to get easier. It's going to like it just it just happens. And whether you like it or not, it's going to get easier and you're going to start to build momentum. And as you build momentum, it'll be easier to show up, but you'll also start to see results. And studies have shown that when you start to see results, it's easier to keep going. And so when pertaining to the gym, if you start going to the gym, you start seeing results after a few weeks, usually it takes someone anywhere from 21 to 28 days to start noticing changes in your body. And so that is how long it takes to start noticing changes and start to develop a routine. And so once you start to develop that routine, then it's also going to be easier to eat healthy. It's also going to be easier to wake up earlier, to go to bed earlier. Like it's a snowball effect. All of these things are going to be easier. And so really like, I wish there was a better answer, but you have to just start. Like you have to just put that one foot in front of the other. You're going to start building momentum. Momentum is what helps you stay consistent. 
I like how you said, okay, this is not like a bedazzled moment here. You know, this is not a sexy answer. This is, you just got to do it. You know, yeah. there's no magic wand. It's like, you have to get up. And, uh, you know, for me, I can be like, the sky is blue. I can come up with an excuse for everything. You know, a while back, I thought, here I am in my bathroom. I'm going to just take a quick little before and after picture. No one's ever going to see this. And I dropped my phone. And when I picked it up, it had loaded to Instagram stories, this picture. And it just said, click share. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. I need to get myself in shape. Can you okay. imagine? Oh my God. But I love how you're saying just, you just got to do it. Do the thing one step in front of the other. And you said, it's not about motivation. It's about momentum. Building momentum. Yeah. Creating that snowball effect. You know, that's where like these little bonuses come in, right? Where you start getting perseverance and grit, taking your power back. It's so easy. If I think I'm not going to go on this walk today, or I'm not going to go on the run and I know when I do, I feel empowered. I feel so much better. Like I own the day. When I don't do it, I come home and I feel angry about something. And then before you know it, you're yelling at the kids and they're like, what I do? And it just kind of perpetuates. What was your pain point? Like, what did you, why did you get into this in the first place? I have always loved fitness and really to answer your question, why I got into this. So when I was in middle school, I was noticing that I didn't look like my best friend, Alicia. She was tall and thin and I was short and I was chubby. And I remember asking my mom, what can I do? And so I joined the track team. I did. I hated it. I absolutely hated it, but I started to slim down. I really liked the way it made me feel. And so from the age of 13, I fell in love with fitness. Like it really made me feel great. It just made me happy. It really made me happy. The days that I was able to get a run in and then I started doing the ellipticals with my mom after school and high school, she went to like a local gym and started dabbling in that. And then when I got to college, I went to James Madison University. They had an amazing gym and I would go there every single day. Just absolutely loved it. And the funny story is when I went to college, I was going to study athletic training, but I got into like the first intro course to it. Everybody, it was pretty predominantly male. They all were athletes, student athletes. And I was like, gosh, I don't really fit in. How could I ever get a job doing anything in athletic training? I should probably just do communications. And then here I am, I opened up gym. So I wish I would have stuck with the athletic <laughs> training. So I would have had that background in the beginning. I, you know, just loved fitness. And so when I found Fit Body Boot Camp, it was a point in my life where I was, you know, a few years out of college, in my second job out of college, I was trying to not only find my identity, but find like a new friend group and find people that had like-minded goals and aspirations like I did. And I found that at FitBody. I found that through the culture and the community that they built. I loved being there with other people who were showing up to make themselves be a better version of themselves. And that energy that I felt there, it would then spill out throughout the rest of my day. And I was just watching how other people were changing, not only physically, but mentally because of taking care of themselves through health and fitness. And so I really just got bit by that bug. Like it really just impacted my life so much that one day I came home to my husband and I said, you know, I think that I want to be a part of something like this. And at first I thought maybe I'll just be a coach. Maybe I'll just be a trainer and, and I'll work there. And then I looked into it more and I said, no, I think I want to open up my own gym and do this on my own. And so I just loved how fitness not only inspired my life and made me a better person, 
but how it can do that for so many other people as well. And that culture piece that FitBody had, just the culture and the community that they were able to form, I really fell in love with that. Yeah, I like the mind-body connection, that wholeness. You know, it's like, it's so easy to, you know, have these emotions or, you know, self-negativity, like this self-sabotage. When you're at the gym working out, I was watching on Netflix that uh, The Blue Zone and the guy, uh, Dan Buettner, yeah, who was talking about like how to live to 100. It is so amazing. He's just talking about how like, you know, you go over to Europe and people are so much healthier over there. There's so many more people living to 100. They're just walking straight up a hill. Look, you live in Switzerland or Italy. You're just always walking a hill. I spent the summer over there and people 76 years old, one of my good friends, mothers took me up like the Alps and I was huffing and puffing like (laughs) behind her. And I thought, (laughs) please, God, don't let this lady hear me. And she just kept walking, walking while she was talking. And I thought, I hope she keeps talking because I have nothing else to give. That's just amazing. People and the lives that they were living, it was so simple. That was the thing that I really paid attention to was the no technology and the friend groups that they had. Our body does have an ability to heal itself, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And a lot of times like with that, it's like we put stress on ourselves that's unnecessary, like that nobody would ever ask for us to put on ourselves. And like we, especially moms, like we do that all the time. If you can get out of that cycle of, as you mentioned, like pointing out, like pinpointing these little things that you feel is like some ailment that's going to prevent you from reaching a goal. It really isn't. It's just, you're so uber focused on it that it's preventing you from moving past it preventing you from like taking that next step and just saying like, okay, it is what it is. Let's move on. Let's find an exercise that's not going to make my, you know, joint pain hurt or my hip hurt. Like, let's find something different. Take care of your health. Now you'll be forced to take care of your illness later. But for someone listening to this who, you know, maybe you're really struggling to stay motivated and to build the momentum, I would say, Try something that you've never tried. Do something totally different. So like for me, I'd always been a runner and I liked going to different gyms, but I had never been into group fitness. And truthfully, I didn't think I needed it. I thought I knew what I was doing. I don't need someone else to tell me what to do, but I actually ended up loving it. I loved having someone else tell me what to do and someone tell me when I wasn't doing something correct for accountability. And so I would say, like, if you're stuck in that, like, oh, I just can't stay motivated, try a new gym, try a new program, find a workout buddy, get some accountability, like do something different and just try different things to find what really works for you. Because what works for your neighbor down the street doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And like you, everyone's different. So just try, be willing to try. I love that. It's not about motivation because there are days we don't have any. It's about momentum putting one foot in front of the other every day because the list never ends. And this is a journey. It's a process and it's for a lifetime. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you have offered so many great tips. I look forward to putting these into practice. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.